The deal is this. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, that read Drop on Anton Wilson all this real. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, that read Drop on Anton Wilson all this real, 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 real. They're impressed. Real, real, real. They're impressed. Okay, by the time we finish this, you're all going to be practicing magicians. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are covering every issue of Grant Morrison's new X-Men. We have wrapped up the Murder at the Mansion arc. Uh, We are introducing a new arc called Assault on Weapon Plus. Uh, To catch everybody up, um, Emma and Scott have been committing adultery. He's been cheating on her with uh, cheating on Jean with emma they just been doing it psychically though which is kind of like doing it with a condom right gary it doesn't really count is that how that works yeah exactly yeah yeah. Um, doing it with a condom doesn't count (laughs) that's a yipes from me fam (laughs) 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 gonna have to go ahead and cancel you for that one yeah boomer (laughs) oh mask off um Um, we uh somebody murdered emma frost uh and we figured out that it was esme one of the five Stepford Cuckoos, or now one of the four Stepford Cuckoos, mind-controlling Angel, um, who kind of vaguely thought she was protecting her weird fly children from from the Institute. Yes. Uh, but Esme left, got away. Uh, she is going to meet somebody suspicious. We don't know who that is. Meanwhile, Scott has not been seen in several episodes, and this is where we're going to catch up with him. How you doing, mm-hmm. Gary? Good. Good. Sleepy. Thirsty. Good. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is uh, one of my favorite issues in the run. Yeah, I like this. Quiet, quiet triumph issue one forty two. Good job. Um, the yeah. I think the art style. Uh, I don't know this guy, so you you probably have more insight on that. But the art style that this artist employs um, works better in this issue than it does in the next three issues of the arc. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So so this is this is uh, Chris Bacallo, uh, who is an artist I like a lot, uh, who has gotten wilder and less clear as time went on. Uh, this is the artist for uh, Generation X. Uh, it was the first time I saw Chris Piccolo. Um, it is like he is an artist who I like. When I think he works, I think he's really cool and stylish. Uh, when it doesn't work, it is hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. So the next three issues after this, which are action issues, I have to like we're going to be doing a little bit of a service in the podcast as like I had to read and kind of reread them a couple times to explain what is going on. Yes. Uh, in them. Uh, he reminds me there's an artist named um, Humberto Ramos who has done a lot of Spider-Man work who also yeah. does really exaggerated stuff. Mm-hmm. And Humberto Ramos is more clear. Like, I think he's a better storyteller. I think he's, I don't like the images as much. Sure. Um, there are a bunch of these images I just think are extremely cool, especially in this issue where he manages to draw women who are supposed to be sexy in a way that doesn't feel cheesecakey and gross. Yes. Like... Uh, I really, you know, I really like the way that he, uh, that, that he does 
you know, him as an artist while recognizing that there are straight up like whole pages that are incomprehensible Yeah, uh, in the next three issues. And um, so. I, I wanted to, uh, in this recording session, to give people a little peek behind the corner, we're only going to do the first two issues of this arc. And uh, I really, uh, I got to the end of the second issue and I was like, I kind of need to know how all of this ends so that I can talk about it on this podcast. Like, I feel like, because without the context of the ending, it's really difficult to get a handle on the stuff that they're doing. And, uh, and some of the things in here, I don't necessarily like, like there's a lot of, I, I'd, I'd remember this as, as an arc that I almost unconditionally loved. Um, and then every time I read it, I'm like, Oh yeah. Then the, the ultimate maiden is, is there or something. I don't even know what that dude's called, but I kind of don't like that. Like, is there's some stuff in here that doesn't, doesn't work for me. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. I don't think this is an unqualified win. I think this issue that we're going to talk about today is an unqualified win. Yes. I think the arc itself is not, though. I would totally agree. Um, um, it's so not the worst arc in the run, I don't think. But it's no, uh, no, no, no. You know, it's it's not great. Um, the cover is great. This is just like a you know dark Wolverine, super long claws, looking kind of evil at the at the at the camera, and yeah, this looks kind of sets the tone for this entire issue. I think. Mm-hmm. And just kind of shows you the artist. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Chris Piccolo showing off a little bit. You can kind of see the style here. Um, so we cut into it uh, and we we start off with this uh, character who is uh, talking to someone we don't know. She is in black lingerie in the old uh, Phoenix outfit, um, you know, the Hellfire Club Phoenix outfit. And she's saying, like, so why did you choose me? Like, do I remind you of somebody, you know, is it somebody who wouldn't dress like this? And again, she's stripping and there's like this shot where she's just in laundry with her legs spread. And it looks like like Batman, the animated series or something like it's a very non-sexual picture mm-hmm. of a really sexual situation, which I appreciated being the you know weirdo prude that I am. Um, like, I don't and, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I could go down the road of like non-sexual picture on this just because like mm-hmm. it is lingerie and like like the the shot from behind where she's dropping her her cloak behind her is like is kind of an ass shot i think what makes this though is it's not greedy about what it shows you like there's a lot of black um a lot of shadow work that makes this kind of almost hidden which is usually i think for dudes like you and i work a little bit better on the sexual scale for us like you know not not just like here's a giant tit it's like oh here's 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 somebody playing in and out of shadow with the natural curves of their body and that's kind of super super sexy to me it's like it is it's like sexual subject matter but it doesn't look as sexualized to me sure is 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 more you know what i i think i'm picking up like it's definitely a sexual scene and it's definitely like kind of an ass shot uh but i think that like the proportions you know specifically on the 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 body are a little bit like it the you know it really feels a little bit like batman animated series to me like sure. the colors are very flat um it doesn't feel like this is designed to yank my dick mm-hmm. i guess is like what i'm getting at uh and maybe that just says more about my dick than it does the drawing <laughs> maybe you know? so because so, like uh you know the the next page is is literally an ass shot with like her holding a whip and it kind of wrapping around the her legs which are wrapped up in these like long leather boots and then she's kneeling on the floor and leaning back because she's she's dancing right like she's she's doing this like yeah. super sexy dancing of and like who do i remind you of i can be anyone um yeah. and it's it's very it's very like it's it's very stripper ish. Like if you've and you and I have talked about strip clubs before and how like weird, weirdly unarousing they are at this point in our and lives. Scott Summers is going to say exactly what exactly them in just like one second. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and this is what she says. Like you're thinking about how good it is just to be able to call the shots. And you know, am I right, Mister X Man? And then from her feet, uh, 
like from behind where her heels are, we see through those into where Scott Cyclops is sitting saying like, actually, I was just thinking about how weird and sexless this whole situation is. Like, this is just not working for me at all. This is the most I've ever related to Cyclops in my life. <laughs> like this, this monologue here, like, you know, he says it's weird and sexless. I don't mean to be mean. It's just, and you're beautiful. It's not that, but it's not real. Like it's your job to create this fantasy where you're my girlfriend. What we're sharing here is a financial transaction though. That's helping you through college. You have jeans and a sweater to change into backstage and a boyfriend back home. I can't fool myself into thinking there's anything more to this. It's making me feel self-conscious. Like this is in exact words, how I feel at strip clubs. And I never felt more like Scott Summers during all of this. She's not stopped stripping. Like she walks behind him. She's like draping her whip all over his shoulders and like about to undo her bra. And like, he's just like staring straight ahead. Presumably he has a visor on, but we're assumed as we're presumed to be staring straight ahead and like, just kind of having this casual conversation of like, this is, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, why did I come here for this? Um, Yeah. I love it. Uh, she says, you know, wow, you really know how to murder a nice romantic mood. And he goes, yeah, I guess I do. I think it's my mutant power. Nice. Which is astounding. Like good line. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, later on, he's at a booth. Where he's at. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's at a booth. Uh, he's at one of several booths, uh, not all of which are occupied when our old friend Sabretooth shows up. Sabretooth has like weird stick, stickly outy hair now and lots of like shells on his chest. Sabretooth, who does, does your, who, who is your guy? Who's your, who's your dress guy? <laughs> which, guy? Which, which queer eye is, is the guy that's showing you how to do this? Cause I think you got the food one instead of the, instead of the fashion one. <laughs> like queer eye for the X guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He's got a lot of shells on his necklace. Like Raz It's a little weird. Um, I think there's supposed to be teeth, but it, it's pretty goofy looking. Uh, and again, I think I, this is just Chris Piccolo, like drawn a version of Sailor, Sabretooth. He felt like drawn. Sure. This is not supposed to be on model at all. And I, I could totally understand why that doesn't work for somebody. As somebody who does not give a shit about Sabretooth, I'm kind of into it. Yeah. Um, sure. I'm, I'm like, sure Sabretooth yeah. does need two belt buckles. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? He he's got a, he's got a big waist. Yeah. You know what they say? Yeah. Um, he shows up and he's giving him shit. Like he's basically saber rattling at him. Like, hey, ex-boy, what are you drinking? Sparkling wine? What kind of gay drink is that? You know, saber rattling. Is that intended or did you <laughs> No, I didn't, no, that's no, I did. It was not intended, but I'll, I'll take it. Saber, <laughs> uh, but he's giving him shit. Here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, and not and he, just because he's like sitting around drinking, but it's also drinking sparkling wine, which Sabretooth says is kind of a gay drink. Um, yeah. Yeah. And basically just like you said, saber rattling at him of like, Hey, like we're going to fight when he gets interrupted by um, none other than, um, Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, thank you. I blanked for like a zoom. I was like, the Black King, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the Black King. Uh, he's both. Um, so as a, you know, from uh, from the X-Men, from first mm-hmm. class, it's yep. Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> that um, dude. And this, yeah, this is, this is uh, this version of um, Sebastian Shaw uh, and this version of the Hellfire Club is kind of a Grant Morrison creation as far as I know. Um, they've repurposed the Hellfire Club as the you know a haven for mutants with money to spend. Like there's a strip club and bar that is kind of uh, like the bar with you know the the bar where Deadpool's at where you like you, you can't start fights. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know he's like you, if you're gonna harass my guests, you will not be welcome here. Uh, Sabretooth, of course, like are you gonna stop me? And he's you know don't toy with me. Like I will destroy your mind and you'll be flayed and dissected by experts for a pe- over a period of months and end up an amusing carpet in my vestibule. Um. 
Which is, you know, imagine going into a strip club and you step on Sabretooth, like Dude. his skin. <laughs> Honestly, not in. much in that club will get me hard, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a boner buster. Like, yeah. Is that Sabretooth's head or is that just a place to, you know what, never mind. Let's not even talk about it. Let's just move yeah, on. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Is there another room? Can we get a, is there a different VIP? Is there a, is there a less, in, a very important person? Yeah, room? Yeah, yeah. Is there a very un- VUP room? Like, can I, can I find a very unimportant person room, please? Is there a, is there a MIP? Like a medium important person? That's how I feel yeah. like I am most of the time. Um, um, and then, uh, Sebastian Shaw turns back to, you know, Sabretooth leaves and he turns back to Scott Cyclops, Scott Cyclops. I did it again. Jesus Christ. Sure. Uh, Turns back to Cyclops and is like, oh, well, this is a real shitty kind of wine that you're drinking. Like, I hope you guys aren't here to attack us. And he's like, I'm not. And poor Cyclops is like, I'm just trying to get drunk. Why are you guys talking yeah. to me so much? I, I love the, the line. Why does everyone seem to have an opinion about me tonight? Mm-hmm. Like, that's so relatable. Again, like this issue is so, so Gary to me. Yeah. Um, um, I love this this line too because he asks Cyclops asks Shaw like who's sitting there and he says it's reserved a little like yourself huh uh, like there's a lot yeah. of really good like Grant Morrison's coming out swinging on like the kind of ch- spicy dialogue in here yeah yeah and this issue is all talking there's no action in this it's great mm-hmm. it's just a downtime issue um you know Sebastian Shaw is like hey Emma hurt me too I heard and I I heard her in return you know sorry but I could tell that you know I telepathically smelled her on you. Um, you know, the, the heart craves the securities of the battlefield, you know, the, uh, the dancers here are telepathic. They can be whatever you want. We're all victims in the same brave new world, Mr. Summers. Welcome to the slippery slope. Like, you know, kind of a platitude, but also just, and then we cut over to cut away from that. We just show the uh, stripper cracking her whip yeah. as a full page drawing. That's really nice and cool looking. It's a, it's a really um, interesting punctuation to the welcome to the slippery slope to hear that like yeah. crack and to see this, this woman that kind of stand up, uh, standing tall and like with her arm in the air with the whip and also that Sebastian Shaw has just told Scott like oh that's a 200 pound person that looks like a prawn like but she can make yeah, these yeah. people see whatever they want to and like that's that's the reason that this stuff works and um yeah you know that's that's pretty classic like stripper territory I think like any kind of book with powers or anything in it where somebody can make somebody seem something like oh I'll go be a stripper like Emma Frost yeah, Emma had Frost the same co- conversation yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is observed from uh, across the way by Wolverine. Yes. Uh, Wolverine's like, that's it. My pride can't take it anymore. You're making the X-Men look like losers. Um, and he and he has a good old fashioned bottle of Jake Daniels, the classic yeah. whiskey. <laughs> Jake yep. Daniels. I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. That's fucking hilarious. Like it's exactly <laughs> yeah. in the same style as that um, as that one Estes shirt for Dark Souls for some reason. But also Jack it, Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very Jack Daniels. Uh, it's, it's, you know, pretty funny. And also like, I'm glad they didn't actually just use Jack Daniels cause it would look like an advertisement. Yeah. Like very yeah. much, but this also just looks like an advertisement. I wish this was just like hellfire. I don't, or something like that. I don't think I had actually noticed this. This was Jake Daniels before just right now as I'm really <laughs> looking at the, at the, at the panels when we're talking about it. So yeah, good yeah, for them, I it, guess. Um, I love like the next, like there's going to be these kind of shots or these kind of pages throughout this book um, where the panels, it's a solid black page with like a swooping line going down and dialogue in between um, where there's, it's just solid black where there's not actual panels. And it just, it's just, it's just really cool. And it gives it this real like dynamic sense of pace. And it's, it's very much two guys drinking um, that 
know each other and have fought together and and but maybe not necessarily like one another that much um and mm-hmm. it's just it's just good so scott joins wolverine um and wolverine's like i'm not actually here for you i didn't even expect to find you here but now that you're here like i've got i got some work and i could use your help yep so uh just so you know emma frost got shot you're a suspect this is how we're, we're gonna drink and talk Whoever's left standing is the winner. If you win, you can stay here and lose your mind and your dignity. But if I win, I'll tell you about what we're going to do after I get back from the uh, VIP urinals, which, you know, I love the idea of the VIP urinals at the Hellfire Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got (laughs) there's the bathroom and then there's the very important penis bathroom. Like, that's 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 awesome. (laughs) This one flushes. This one, they throw ice in the the urinal. And also, like the urinal, like if you told me that you were going to a VIP bathroom, I wouldn't expect there to be like actual urinals in there. I would expect it to be a nice fucking bathroom with like a dude that hands you a thing and then like expects you to tip him. I'm like, dude, I don't carry cash. Why are you in the bathroom? (laughs) This is a weird job that you have. I I, I don't care for it. Also, urinals are not very classy. Exactly. It's classier than a trough. But that's not saying very much. Like a trough is the least classy place you can pee. But there's still ice in the bottom of both. Am I right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so Wolverine goes to the bathroom. He's there. He's looking at these pinup drawings that are over the, uh, the urinals. A great little panel of him being extremely short in front of the urinal, yeah, which I like because I, like I like how short Wolverine is. Um, you know, he's kind of just talking to himself, like talking about the pinup girl, like, Hey, you remind me of this girl who I met in, uh, Arnheim land in 1943. I bet she was your grandmother. And then, uh, Sabretooth comes in to, uh, to, again, to kind of do some saber rattling. Like he's that guy at the bar trying to pick a fight mm-hmm. and no one will fight him. Um, and he does his usual Wolverine thing, Wolverine thing. Like, you know, I've got every skill that you have. And then some, like, what do you got that I don't? And um, Wolverine just brushes it off and it's like, Hey, look, if you had run into me anywhere else, you know that I'd skin you alive, but you know, we're in a safe spot. So see you later. And he goes back to yep. join Scott. Um, and we get kind of an intercut panel of our, of the stripper, like doing more whip work that looks really cool. And, uh, mm-hmm. they're just doing shots of Jake, which is a thing that I've yep. said out loud now. So now everybody has to say it with me. <laughs> yep. Shots of Jake. Jake and do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, just drinking, uh, some, some Jake. Uh, so as they're drinking the Jake, they're, they're talking about stuff and it's just, you know, you said that they don't necessarily like each other. Like the relationship between Scott and Cyclops or Scott and, uh, uh, Wolverine during this run is really good. Like mm-hmm. we saw this in the very first issues, like they don't necessarily like each other. They have this history, but they respect each other so much and they've been working together for decades. You know, they're not going to like, they're going to be over the initial, like, you know, X-Men, the movie, like you're a dick stuff. Exactly. Even though he does like call him a dick during this or something like that, but they're going to be over that, that kind of stuff and onto a more profound relationship. And in this run, all the X-Men have that, like, it's more simple than just like, you know, Cyclops and Jean are boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, Iceman's a goofball. Uh, Hank McCoy's a nerd. Like everybody has kind of more complicated relationships. Like one of the things I loved and we, this happened in the last episode or last issue um, where uh, Beast tells when he calls out Gene and he's like, you know, you were out of line. Um, you know, you really, you really hurt her. You should have taken care of your own marriage problems. Like calling out your friend is a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, in real life and having, I feel like a lesser writer, that would be like a huge fight. You know, I'm, I'm going to invoke something that like gets me in trouble sometimes, but I feel like in, in the kind of extended uh, emotions of anime, that would have been a big fight as opposed to something that feels like real friends where somebody could say that and somebody could brush it off. And it's just not, we're just not going to deal with it right now. 
you know, or, we're, we're in mean, emergency mode. If if not anime, then like think of network TV drama or soap operas or things like that, where yeah. every, everything is amped up to be dramatic. And I think a real conversation with your friend where you were saying you, you, you should have gotten your marriage problems under control before they caused all this damage. I think the real, like at that point, after the things that had happened, the real conversation there is what Gene says. And we didn't really talk about her response a lot in that issue, but she says, yeah, well, I was trying to save the world at the, at the time. Like she acknowledges it and knows that it's true. And also that they can't do anything about it. Like, it's not like she can go back. I mean, she's the Phoenix. She could probably go back in time and fix it, but let's not worry <laughs> about that. But like, it's not like she can change what happened at this point in time. So even yes. though it, it's a difficult thing to say to a friend, it's a difficult thing to hear from a friend. It's, it's a conversation where both of you are like it, Difficult conversations like that, I find when I have them, like a lot of emotion drains away from it. And it's just like trying to say things factually about your emotions, if that makes sense. And yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that's what's missing in a lot of writing is that they want it to be dramatic and have people in tears and, and fist clenched and yelling and things like that. But a lot of those, a lot of the times when you're like that, uh, for me personally, that gets removed and you're just there like, no, I feel this way and I feel it strongly. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm weird yeah, yeah. because I'm doing that, but no, 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 that, that totally makes sense. Like it, it is a reserved mm-hmm. trait, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit. And, and the, and the idea also just being like, there's nothing we can do about now. And it's, it's not only is it a reasonable response, but it's also true. Mm-hmm. Like they've been dealing with nonstop tragedies the entire run, you know, but having these, these, uh, these moments where it's acknowledged that, these personal problems, the fact that the X-Men are not allowed to be people and actually tend their garden is causing huge global scale problems. Yes. You know, they're not seeing these things coming um, is one of the themes that like in this read I picked up that I've not really read, you know, picked up before. We talked about it a lot in the Riot Xavier's arc, how the X-Men are not equipped to deal with that kind of problem. Mm-hmm. Um, those are like personal problems. They don't do those kind of things because they're too busy saving the world and they actually have huge effects. Like it is one of the, like the weird quiet triumphs of Grant Morrison's run. In addition to just feeling really good as far as character interactions, like Beast saying that to Gene reminded me of, uh, when Beast and Cyclops were talking about after, uh, Jumbo Carnation's murder. And, you know, he was just like, listen, you know, you gotta be careful about this stuff with, with Emma Frost, like stop doing this. I'm your friend. I'm, I'm watching you, you know, do the slow motion car wreck. And we had the same thing with uh, Wolverine and Scott when they were flying from Japan, I think. uh, Yes. Wolverine's like, you have to mow your lawn, right? Like you have to, you need to, you need to tend your garden. You gotta, you gotta take care of your family first. Like you need to, you need to have a conversation with your fucking wife. And and, and Scott has never been able to do that throughout this entire run and throughout the history of the X-Men almost. Like he's not been able to deal with these issues. And as he lays it out for Wolverine, it's like the reason that I was with Emma was that there was no pressure. She had no expectations. She just accepted me for who I was at that time. And I could just let go. And mm-hmm. she, and he has too much history with Jean for, for that to really happen. Like that every time he looks at her, she, he, she just sees, he sees a teenage, a teenage girl and she feels like a teenage boy. Like it removes, it's just such a, like with that much history, you can't just have a conversation about something like that. Like it makes it way more difficult. And, yeah, uh, they're, and they're, all of this is trapped in the history. Yeah, and all of this is interspersed by them them both just downing shots of Jake, uh, which I don't know if you've ever had a, a Jake hangover, over, Gary, but it's not a very good one. And don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, was, I was more of a Joe Beam. Oh yeah, kind of guy when I yeah, was, yeah. was a kid. I like Joe. <laughs> Isn't that a Stephen uh, King book? Is that something with the Dark Tower? Joe Beam? Is that something? <laughs> Are we already free mid world right now? That's <laughs> the uh, rest of peace. Uh, not really. It's coming back. I just people ask me all the time whether it's coming back, and I'm like, as far as I know, yes. Um, I had I a, um, this, this is just a random thing, but I, I had somebody, 
uh, that listens to Monster of the Week, people that like DM me and be like, I was listening to this Dark Tower podcast and you were on it. <laughs> like, that was weird. I'm like, yeah, dude, I do podcasts. <laughs> like, I don't, do you follow my Twitter? Like, I retweet that stuff all the time. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's very funny though. <clears throat> um, so, and basically the, the conversation they're having is comparing Jean and Emma. Like, Jean yes. is, you know, different. Emma's different. Uh, Scott then is like, how can anyone think I could shoot her? Like, why do people think so badly of me after all this time? Which again is very relatable. Like, relate to Scott so much during this. Like, why, you know, why have I not earned the benefit of the doubt on this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's saying that like, you know, the whiskey's not working on me. Um, I'm totally lucid. I'm not going back to the mansion. You can't convince me to join the X-Men and Wolverine lays it out for him. And again, I love this shit too. Like, Oh, I do too. You know something. Yeah. yeah like, you know, you always get the best girls. Like I watch these smart, interesting girls, beautiful women go nuts trying to crack through the shell of summers. And all you do is whine. Like y- you have the thing that I want. You know, and you're trying to throw it away for this wild and sexy little affair, you know, and the worst thing about it is you think Jean wouldn't understand the entire time you've been with her. She's been waiting for you to come out of your shell. Like this is obvious to everyone, but you, and you Scott's know, just res- like Scott's yeah, response fuck. of, I hate you. is so good because yeah, yeah. he's getting kind of drunk. He's like, you know, fuck off, man. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to how well, you, you envy me. Fuck off. I'm, I am wallowing in my own insecurity and doubt. I don't need your bullshit. <laughs> and it, but it, what Wolverine's saying here is so like it's the kind of truth that only somebody in this position can do where they know you really well, mm-hmm. you know, and can just, just say that. Like, and the audio, you know, the audience, the reader is probably like, Oh, you know, poor Scott Summers, like all of the sexiest and smartest and most capable X women have been throwing themselves at you the entire run, like the entire time of the X-Men. Um, you know, you, you got a weird clone of your ex-wife. Like, you know, Jean, Jean died and a, a perfect version of her showed up and you went and fucked off to, uh, you know, to Alaska. Like the wife's so nice. They cloned know. her twice. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the clone wife, um, the clone wife guy. There's elf wife guy, cliff wife guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I just love this line and coming from Wolverine's perspective of like, you have the thing that I want is a really powerful thing that I I've also experienced where you're getting somebody is as full of self pity and they're complaining about the thing that you would like do anything for. Yeah. You know, um, so good. Is there on the bottom left hand side on this page, uh, doesn't mm-hmm. it look like the the arrow for the text bubble is pointing to Scott when it's definitely Wolverine talking? Like, isn't that kind of weird? Like Yeah, that's a mistake. I you feel like at some point there, you should just correct this stuff, right? Like, I mean, if you have a digital <laughs> copy of this, you could just move the arrow, right? Like, I'm not am I crazy? Like, I know yeah, I know we don't need to go through like HD editions of comic books because Jesus and I'm sure if Marvel thought they could, they would do it at fucking heartbeat. But I yes, at some point you gotta fix this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you found a mistake. No. Uh he uh at the bottom of this on the lower right, Cyclops is like, Who's that weird guy with the phone? Is he your friend because he's been winking at me? And we cut over to Phantom X in the reserved booth. Uh, and he's, he's ordering medicine for like headaches or whatever. Cause he knows they're going to have a hangover, but like, why has he been winking at him? I don't know. It's really <laughs> like funny. All night. It's very weird. Uh, Wolverine uh, says that, you know, that's Phantom X. That's my contact. Uh, I'm going to go with him and find out where I came from. And, and like, Hey, like you, you, you've been, you've had problems and you should imagine I've got a huge amount of problems piled up, but there's this woman that I'm haunted by. I've been turned into a living weapon. I can't even remember this, her name. Um, but Phantom X has given me the opportunity to get to weapon plus, which has kept copies of the weapon X files, uh, after everything was destroyed. Um, and Mm -hmm. so we're going to help him smash the weapon plus program wide open. Yep. Uh, and that's going to be our, our arc here. 
uh, Cyclops brushes him off. He's like, you know, I forget it. I'm sick of having missions and trying to be some per- perfect mutant soldier. Whatever. I'm just trying to get drunk. I'm just trying to leave. Wolverine, like his shell kind of cracks at this point. He's like, I'm trying really hard summers, but help me. I can't forget this. This is really important. How many times have I been there for you? Like you owe me this. Uh, Cyclops stands up. He's like, Hey, drink for drink. That was the deal. You're so much for your healing factor, giving you an advantage. Uh, and then he walks two steps and immediately walks into a table and falls over, <laughs> uh, pass out drunk. This is, this has got a lot of Jeremy vibes to it. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> J- Jeremy has maybe done this one. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Crash. Crash. Uh, um, yeah. And Phantom X comes over and Wolverine's like, trust me, this dude is, is one of the best. I w- there was no one else. I would rather have in my corner than Scott Summers. Um, and even though he's drunken and passed out, uh, and, we see Wolverine do another shot while Phantom X looks at the, a drunken, passed out Cyclops, like literally hiccuping in his sleep <laughs> over a crash yep. table. Yep, yep. Uh, super good. Yep. Uh, and that's the issue. Like, no action, no, no, nothing, just character work. Yeah, and really good. Like, yeah. this is the Wolverine and Cyclops content that I crave. Like, the idea of this is the idea, and I remember reading this the first time and thinking this, uh, of Scott Summers wanting to get away at all. Like Scott mm-hmm. has always been the the foundation of the X-Men as a team and really as a concept, uh, even more so than I, th- I think than Xavier does, because Xavier has these lofty ideas and, and Scott is out there doing the work to get there. Yeah. So, so the idea that he's like, oh, I got to I got a jet. <laughs> like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This is too much. I got to go to a bar. Um, and, and this is kind of the sad thing when I think about mutants who have obvious mutant powers like scott has a visor and angel has wings and things like that like this dude can't go to a corner bar and get left alone like if he goes to the corner bar some human motherfucker with a trump 2020 sticker on his truck is going to be like fuck you and yeah he, so he has to come yeah. to a place like this where he also gets hassled by shitty mutants <laughs> like he can't there is yeah. no escape for scott, <laughs> scott scummers he, he's pretty trapped you know uh, and the idea here of him going on a mission to take out some of this anger by punching bad guys uh, makes a lot of sense. The idea of him talking to somebody who like, like it or not is one of his best friends. Yes. You know, just the reality is like, actually no Wolverine is your guy. Uh, there's not really a way around that. Like all that stuff is just solid gold. Uh, it's going to get worse. You know, the action, these see these issues and some of the concepts like this feels a little bit like, you know, this whole arc other than this issue feels a little bit like a, a comic Grant Morrison wanted to do anyway. I, I get know, that vibe me. very much so. Yeah. It feels like a less fleshed out version of a script that he had somewhere. Yeah. Uh, which is a bummer, but for now this is, this is wonderful. One of my favorite issues in the, in the run very much. So. Yep. Um, um if you like the show, what should they do? Jeremy? Uh, you should not do anything personally first and foremost. Oh. Don't have to do anything to me. Just oh, maybe, maybe, maybe say maybe. to Jeremy. Oh, I thought you said two words. Should they do to Jeremy? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh. Gary, I don't know. <laughs> No, 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 no. I just said, what should they do? You know, comma, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't hear the comment in there. My bad. Um, like, they should go to patreon.com slash TV and probably turn off this podcast because we're we're in the weeds <laughs> on the outro. Uh, but if you donate to patreon.com slash TV, you get all kinds of cool benefits. Uh, episodes early episodes of this podcast will go out once every two weeks and have the next four episodes all built in. Um, so you get one long fat episode as opposed to four skinny boys. Um, you can also get access to the Slack channel, which has a bunch of duck feed fans and just generally cool people. Uh, did you know there's like 2,400 people in the Slack now? Uh, I did not know that. I got an email from Slack the other day. Like I, I get one every Monday. It was like, these are the people that joined and these are the people that, that 
uh, or inactive. And it, like at the bottom, it was like, there are currently 2,300 members. And I'm like, we need to clean that shit up. There is no <laughs> way. <laughs> it's time to clean the house. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, I get those emails too. I don't, I don't read them. Uh, I can't do number feedback anymore on anything. Uh, but, but the, uh, uh, if, if that's intimidating to you, I think as far as active people in the Slack, there's probably about a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Who are active at any given time. And then some, there's like some people who just show up occasionally, like maybe another hundred. And that's probably about it. And you know, also so don't get scared th- of that. Yeah. Don't get scared. It's 2,300 people. Like you're going to jump in and get immediately inundated with a bunch of weird folks. Uh, you can jump in the smaller channels and get weirdly inundated by a bunch of weird folks by a smaller yeah, amount of by weird like folks. 10 of them. Yeah. You know, instead um, of 200. But we have a ton of channels for various topics and various podcasts, so it's really easy to kind of find your space within and, and talk to people and with some. And everyone's super nice. And if they're not, you know, me and Gary will kick them out. <laughs> That's yeah. great. <laughs> Tell us about it. We'll, 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 we'll get them. But uh, you know? thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for all of good feedback we've been getting. We really appreciate it. We'll be back in a couple of days with more of Assault on Weapon Plus. Bye.